this content factory we call the Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I can't tell you enough how much I love your show. With guest hosts Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Boom! Live. Boom! From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen brand is really hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now, sitting in for Rich. We're ready for any challenge. Here's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Hour three of the Rich Eisen Show rolls on on a Monday. We appreciate you rocking out with us. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich, who's going to be on vacation. Well-deserved vacation, by the way, for one of the hardest working men in sports media after the Super Bowl and a crazy NFL year. And now Rich gets to spend some, some quality time with the family. So we appreciate the opportunity to hang out with all of you today and, and all week long. Ryan Leaf will be here tomorrow. As when O'Shea Jackson Jr. is going to check in tomorrow, the biggest Lakers fan I know, he's off somewhere shooting a movie. He's taking time off set. He said they changed the entire production schedule tomorrow so he could come on this program and talk with us about the Lakers. So we well, I don't know if I if I'm going to even want to talk to about about the Lakers. I'm just probably going to want to talk to him about NWA and his dad and and uh, and (laughs) we'll get to some of that too. We'll get to some of that. That's my era, right? That's my era. I remember. I remember my mom finding the cassette tape in my car for the first time and like absolutely freaking out because it had the parent advisory, parental advisory sticker on and everything. Something tells me that when uh, O'Shea's dad and the late great Eze and Dr. Dre were in the studio making their music, creating their art, they thought, I wonder how a kid in Montana is going to react to this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, they were ranking it for themselves and for the who they grew up with around and in, in Compton and everything like that, but oh man, I mean, it was just it's the power of music. It's able what to it was, what it was, it was so many cultural boundaries, right? That's the thing. It's like they were speaking. It wasn't necessarily the being able to relate to what the actual things that they were saying, but it was like you know, you're you're as a as a youthful kid and as a teenager, you're 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 talking, you're thinking about rebelling and and what that looks. I mean, just I don't know, it spoke to me, and, and I mean the the writing was amazing, and and I and his dad wrote like the entire album pretty much so that that makes a lot of sense excited to have him on tomorrow although i know he's uh, a little distraught he's a little upset because all of laker nation is holding their breath as they await the results of this mri on anthony davis's aggravated achilles so until we get those results i thought it'd be a good idea to catch up with somebody who knows a thing or two about what it is they're actually looking for in an mri and that's my dear friend the great dr clapper uh great to have you on doc how are you Thank you for asking me. I figured the, the transition would be from Dr. Dre to Dr. Clapper. We'll keep it in the doctor family. <laughs> well, that's why you're the best at what you do, the Weekend Warrior Show, every Saturday morning here in Los Angeles on ESPN LA 710. But I digress. Um, Dr. Clapper, what are they looking for with this Anthony Davis Achilles when, it's, when he's scheduled to go in for an MRI? Well, uh, let's say, Ryan, you as a professional athlete in your past and recognize and you, Ben Lyons, know what it's like when the weatherman in New York says, looks like it's going to be a partly cloudy day, and you walk out of your apartment, uh, and it's, it drops her on your head, okay? So you know it's raining, you need an umbrella. It doesn't matter that they said it's a sunny or a cloudy day. The MRI will tell us the anatomy. And remember, even in 2021, This is a study that's still, believe it or not, black and white, like an x-ray. Are you kidding me? The world is in color, but we still use tools 
that are black and white to make these elegant diagnoses. So the secret, what are, what are they looking for? Shades of gray. That's what tells us edema, degeneration, partial tearing, God forbid, a complete tear. That's what we're looking for on the MRI. But I will tell you this. It's just like the weather report. I don't really care what the MRI says. If Anthony Davis feels soreness or tightness, you have to shut him down. For, you know, Doc, it's, why does it seem like, for whatever reason, and maybe it's just hyperbole on my part because of us being locked indoors and, and everything like that, but watching things play out in the basketball realm and the Achilles. Has Achilles always been such a real issue for basketball players? But it just it seems so primely put in place right now, late in Kobe's career, where his Achilles did. Clay Thompson and that big Achilles deal. Uh, Kevin Durant and now Anthony Davis having some issues. It just it seems more prevalent right now. Is, that, is there a reason why that is, or am I just kind of inflating it because it's some of the biggest stars? I think there's two reasons for it, Ryan. One is, you know how we talk about performance-enhancing drugs? Well, in 2021, we live in a world of surgical-enhancing or performance-enhancing surgeries. Not PEDs, but PESs. So we are able to get players nowadays back on the court, back on the field, with very elegant tools and surgeries that we can do so that you can see more Achilles tendon ruptures and see more Achilles tendon ruptures. Because remember, Sandy Koufax blew out his elbow. We do Tommy John surgeries like it's you know, water running. That's how common it is. But we're able to keep these players out there. It used to be just Dominic Wilkins you heard about with this Achilles tendon. But now, like you say, more and more players. So it's because we're able to keep these athletes on the field and we see more Achilles tendons because they're not knocked out by something else. And obviously, the other key feature is the lack of cross-training. I remember interviewing Chris Mullins and said to him, during your beautiful career, you seem to not get injured like other people. What happened? And he said, Dr. Clapper, I believe in active rest. And what Tony Gonzalez told me is cross-training. When football was over, he played basketball. He played volleyball. There's not enough of that going on, Ryan Leaf. People stick to one, one athletic endeavor because they're not going to get the college scholarship or whatever it is, and they don't get a chance to talk to their muscles from different angles. So those are my two main reasons. Dr. Robert Clapper joining the show, orthopedic surgeon from Cedar sinai and has given us some perspective on this Anthony Davis aggravated Achilles. Doc, I hear you often talk about contact injuries versus non-contact injuries. Why is the non-contact injury more scary, you think? Because when Paul George crashed into the stanchion, he could, he could blame that for breaking his tibia. When Adrian Peterson was tackled by the entire team, tore his ACL, he knew, all right, I just got to run through a different hole because those guys ripped my knee apart. But when Derrick Rose planted his foot and felt his knee give way, and oh my God, you tore your ACL, or in the case of an Achilles, nobody really touched anybody when Kobe tore his Achilles, or we saw Clay Thompson in practice barely move. When that gets into your head, that my body's letting me down, I believe that's why being so hard on Derrick Rose, remember it took him like a year and a half to come back. He had to get it out of his head. It's a lot easier, in my opinion, for a professional athlete to return to play 
when there's been a collision, there's been contact, because you can blame it on something else. But if you feel that your body is, uh-oh, letting you down, the psychological aspect of injury is very misunderstood even in 2021. How do you, how do you go about doing that? How do you, how do you take that first step of, of being the athlete that you were before, watching Kevin Durant come, come back from it this season right now? Clay Thompson, he goes out and he practices. He's coming back from the, the, uh, from the, the Achilles tear, and he goes out and, in a pickup game, tears his ACL. How do you, you know, trust yourself with your trainer, with your surgeon, everybody, that you can do the same things that you used to before? Because that, for me, was always, always problematic, especially when I tore my ACL, was just trying to do the same things as an athlete that you'd always done, but things have changed. The biggest advance, I would say, Ryan Leaf, in the, re- the rehab, and I'll just stick to the Achilles tendon right now, is our tremendous appreciation for, and I don't want to get too complicated, so I'm going to keep it simple, with recognizing the value of eccentrically loading a muscle in the rehab versus concentrically loading. So what does that mean? You use your Achilles tendon, the biggest tendon in our body, to jump, to get a rebound, to leap. But don't forget, now the player is in midair. You can't just fall to the ground. You'll break things. So your foot plantar flexes, your toes hit the ground first, and then you slowly fire the muscle as you're stretching it, as you're elongating it. So don't forget, you use your Achilles tendon not only in leaping up, but you critically use it in coming down softly. And we have learned that rehabilitation after an Achilles tendon injury like what Anthony Davis is, is dealing with right now, or even in Clay Thompson recovering from surgery, is the importance of the eccentric loading in rehab. So we put players on a step, have them hold on to the railings, and really elongate the muscle. That's the huge advance. As far as ACL reconstruction and recovery quick, that's a whole other topic which I can get into if you want. <laughs> Dr. Clapper joining the show, Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen. And Doc, you said at the top of the segment that you hope, God forbid, it's not a full Achilles tear. Well, if this MRI for AD comes back and it just shows that he strained it or it's aggravated or it's a, a partial tear, what does that mean for the timetable of his return and will we see him again on the basketball floor this year? So, Ben Lyons, I think it's time for a clapper vision. hey oh, that's what the people came for. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to tell you. When we look at the MRI, a black and white study, I want you to imagine going into your kitchen, wherever you keep the mop. I'm Jewish, so we never use the mop. We have somebody else using the mop, but we have a mop in my house. And the mop has a stick, uh, a handle, and then there, there are those beautiful strings at the end of the mop that are parallel, Right. The MRI, when the Achilles tendon, black and white study, looks normal to us, we see the beautiful uh, thickness, the skinniness, and the color of those mop strands. When there is swelling, edema, partial tearing, degeneration, when in essence we see is those thin strands of the mop are now swollen. It's literally the difference between a dry mop versus looking at a wet mop. That's what we'll be looking for is the thickness, the swelling, the grayness, or, or bright white or black in the MRI study. And again, we're not waiting. You better not be waiting for the MRI to dictate how many weeks, how many games to miss. 
It has to be, Anthony, go test it. Do you feel tightness? Do you feel soreness? You know, as an orthopedic surgeon for 32 years, I've learned don't ask someone about pain using the P word, pain. Because people, tough, strong, want to come back. Anthony Davis says, listen, I'm getting paid to play. I'm not getting paid to sit on the bench. But that's when you have to say, like in the case of Ryan Leaf, you hit your head, you've got to take their helmet away. Because that football player wants to come back on the field. You literally have to take their helmet away. Otherwise, they're going to go back on the field. So the MRI, what we're looking for is, is there a wet strand to the mop? Is it still dry? But regardless, once the study comes down, the key is, Anthony, do you have any kind of discomfort, soreness, tightness, whatever word you want to use? And if he does, he cannot come back and play. We'll obviously be keeping an eye on this as it has the entire basketball world waiting on bated breath to see when Anthony Davis will, will return to the floor, and hopefully that's soon. Now, Doc, Ryan and I were talking about this before the show. We're in this amazing moment in sports. Sue Bird just won a championship for the Seattle Storm at 40. LeBron James just won an NBA title in his 17th season. Tom Brady just won at age 43. What can guys like Ryan and I do to, I don't know, have some of our best performance still in front of us? Well, why are we having this resurgence in, in these? In, why are we having this renaissance of aging athletes? Well, clearly we understand way more how the body works. Um, I, I've written a bunch of books, Heal Your Hips, Heal Your Knees, and they're all about, for example, the the understanding of how important training in water is. It's not so much that you're buoyant. It's not so much that your muscles have to resist more to get through the water. But guess what the X factor is? That the water actually touches your skin. That gives biofeedback, those little nerve endings, in the skin to your brain for position sense. That's why K-tape works and the sleeves work. To We really understand the neuromuscular connection to preventing injury. But I will tell you this, the same injury, Achilles tightness, if you will, tendinosis, whatever you want to call it, if John Morant has it, it's different than when Anthony Davis has it. That's also something we appreciate. You've got a young player. They are elastic. They bounce back quickly from an injury. But you better not play that same line of thinking with a veteran player because they are quick to overcompensate with other joints. They're quicker to re-injure the, re the same joint, not like a youngster. So it is way different to get the same injury. I should trademark the term, Ben Lyons, age-size, that you actually have to exercise differently depending on your age. I'm going to get in a little age-size later today, and I think that counts as maybe grabbing a beer and hitting a bucket of golf balls. Is that age-sizing? <laughs> Does that fall, fall under the definition? No? Uh, Doc, you're not only a veteran, but you're a future Hall of Famer. We appreciate you taking some time and calling in the show. Uh, thanks for calling me, Ben Lyons. Good to meet you, Ryan Leaf, and what a great show Rich Eisen has. Thanks so much for calling me. You're welcome, Robert Clapper, for just doing <laughs> full names. So formal with the Doc. Hey, you know, I feel like uh, for a moment he he actually thought that was our full our, our, our just our name. I'm you just know? In, I always I, I I get in trouble like when someone says Benjamin Lyons. I get a full name. My mother, my wife. Oh, yeah. I hear somebody. Oh, Ben yeah, Lyons. Stuff. I'm like if I hear somebody uh, use the Ryan Leaf. Well, usually when my full name's used, it's either I'm in trouble by my parents or it's in 
in connection to me screwing up some way else and people are and talking about it on like a, a TV show or something like that. Well, hey, Doc, Doc does a great job of, of putting it in layman's terms for understanding yep. what's going on with AD's Achilles. Cause when you see him go down last night, you just hold your breath and you, you don't know if it's serious. He was, he was dealing with this for a couple of weeks now. And it, it's interesting to hear Doc say too, how much of this goes on the player to communicate honestly what they're feeling. And that's always difficult, right? Transparency between a patient and a doctor has always been problematic as far-reaching as, especially with athletes, because like he said, you know, when I got hit in the head, I wasn't, you had to take my helmet away or I'm going back out there. I, I told you earlier that bones had to be coming out of my body if I wasn't, you know, I, I wanted to play. We want to play. That's all we know. It's, our, it's wrapped up in our identity. And so, you know, you're going you're gonna to go in, 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 and somebody like Anthony Davis, that's I mean, it's the, guy's, the only thing he's ever known is basketball and playing basketball. And that's and the other so, thing, too. And he, he seems to me, and I don't know his off-season training work regimen or how that's changed throughout the course of his career, but being that, you know, he was a, a transcendent talent from a young age, something tells me that basketball has been the focus for, for a long time now. He, that's why he has got such great point guard skills because he was a guard before his big growth spurt uh, happened in high school. But... I don't know how much off-season yoga he's doing. Is he is he running on the beach? Is he doing paddle boarding? And the way he was talking about Chris Mullen doing all this other non-basketball stuff in the off-season, these kids come from AAU. They come from Kentucky, right to the league. It's just all basketball all the time. I think it really changed uh, and allowed me to stay like like flexible and elastic. Why? I mean, I, I, some of the hits I took, it, it looked like my my joints bent and went in different directions. But I was there was some. Uh, elasticity to to who I was and it was really because going from basketball to football to baseball to track to golf it was everything I, I there wasn't there wasn't this off season for me uh, in, in anything and, it, and but when football was done like basketball season was was going that's what the next step was when basketball season was over it was baseball season that's just that's how I grew up there was no sports specific way to go about things so I, I I completely understand where he's coming from in terms of like injuries were not a huge issue for me. Uh, no, I think it's a big reason why. And having talked to you over the last couple hours, I understand your passion for all sports, not just yeah. for playing quarterback and football. Every other sport, you're like, oh, I thought I was going to be turning yeah. double plays with Ryan Sandberg. Oh, I thought I was going to be in the backcourt with Gary Payton. Like you had aspirations beyond the football field. But when we come back, we're going to get back to football. And we're going to talk about the status of some of these quarterbacks who are up for free agency or the rumors of trades. We're going to play a little where does the QB go with Ryan Leaf next. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. MRI will tell us the anatomy. And remember, even in 2021, this is a study that's still, believe it or not, black and white, like an x-ray. Are you kidding me? The world is in color, but we still use tools that are black and white to make these elegant diagnoses. So the secret, what are they looking for? Shades of gray. That's what tells us edema, degeneration, partial tearing, God forbid a complete tear. That's what we're looking for on the MRI. But I will tell you this, it's just like the weather report. I don't really care what the MRI says. If Anthony Davis feels soreness or tightness, you have to shut him down. Scary stuff from Dr. Robert Clapper. If you're a Lakers fan, Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh Dr. Clapper does a great job of, of breaking down an Achilles injury, a medical problem an athlete is having in layman's terms to help us understand it. But I think we all kind of understood the severity of, of the injury when we saw him go down last night against the Denver Nuggets. Lakers couldn't really figure it out after that. And we'll now have to go forward without Anthony Davis for the foreseeable future. And it kind of has the entire NBA on pause, Ryan, because they're guys whose names had been thrown around for trades. Guys like Andre Drummond, Bradley Beal, Blake Griffin, established stars a little later on in their career, trying to get in a better situation. But now with the Lakers, you know, uh, uh, in turmoil for the next foreseeable future, next in the foreseeable future, uh, for the next little bit, you're going to have some teams that say, hey, maybe this is our window to go make a move. We're Portland. We're Utah. We're, you know, Philadelphia. Let's push our chips into the table and, and go out and get one of those one of these guys. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, the because guess what? If Anthony Davis can't go or if there's an issue where they're going to have to figure out a way to, to add substance to that roster because LeBron James isn't going to allow us – you know, a, a season to slip away in terms of him getting a chance at winning a championship. This is, this is what it's all 
become about for him and how he how that legacy is is left and uh he's chasing he's you know he's he's always chasing even though i you and i have watched you know in, in awe the greatness of not only michael jordan but then to watch it duplicated with so much expectation there wasn't a lot of ex- expectation of michael jordan like none you know he wasn't number one over at all draft pick he went to chicago he wasn't on the cover of sports illustrated as a teenager where it said the chosen one and then went on to exceed those expectations see that's the thing about it so yeah he's not he's not going to sit on the sideline here if no, that's a great if point it's a great point i was talking about the rest of the league but the idea that the lakers now might be buyers uh at the deadline and trying to go out and maybe go get a kevin love or do some kind of move to to figure it out because you're right. LeBron's not going to just say, all right, well, we'll just run it back next year. If we lose AD, he uh, can't, he can't afford to no. lose out on a season. Uh, and now Anthony Davis is a huge part of that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he's not going to like, yeah, he's not going to say exactly what you say. He's not going to like, well, all right, you know, we'll, we'll get back at it next year. And you know, that's the big difference, Ryan, between basketball and football. We understand that that's LeBron's attitude and should be his demeanor. Aaron Rodgers should be doing the same thing in Green Bay. Oh, I so agree. Aaron Rodgers just won an MVP the year after they drafted a quarterback in the first round. You know, he's thrown two completed passes in his entire career to first-round picks. Oh, I know. So for him to have that same attitude, I want to say completed passes. No, he's thrown more completed passes to Mercedes Lewis before. Uh, I saw that stat, so maybe this is one, so it's touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, it's Even touchdowns. still, that's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you're exactly right. And he, I mean, he, he seemed and upset. And Mercedes Lewis he, should have had more touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers. But yes, that's ridiculous. He, he, he's been upset. I feel like he should have, he, he should have voiced his opinion much, because uh, he still hasn't. I mean, he's kind of talked about it. He's like, yeah, it's disappointing that they didn't go. But, it, but he yeah, but hasn't been on, like, We hey, love Pat McAfee, but going on his radio show and saying, yeah, you're kind of upset. That's not what we're talking about here. We can sit down with ownership, sit down with the GM and say, hey, I want out. Or you need to do this or I'm gone. And he's never and done act it. On it. And he's never done it. And it's, it, it's, it's put his legacy at jeopardy in terms of where he's going to sit along the greats at the quarterback. Because I guess I had this question the other day when I was doing Super Bowl Radio Row Week, you know, different kind of questions are asked. Like, who's who's the greatest quarterback out there? And my my initial res- response is it's 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 Aaron Rodgers. He's just he's the best quarterback. He makes it so easy. He uh, is efficient. He's accurate. He's got arm strength. He's a leader. All, everything. That, but guess what? They have not surrounded himself himself with the talent. Where did Tom Brady go? Tom Brady went to a place that was uh, had a cupboard loaded with talent, and people are like, you know, teams aren't quarterbacks away. Tom Brady's not going to make the difference. You want to make a bet? Jameis Winston had all of that. He had all of that in terms of Godwin and Evans and the offensive line and the defense. I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr. was a huge uh, addition this offseason as a rookie. But you know what? Gronk wasn't, you know, Cameron Bray, Cameron Bray was the, was the tight end there. O.J. Howard was the tight end. If O.J. Howard doesn't go down... And Cameron Brait doesn't stem the tide until Rob kind of gets into, until Gronk gets into, uh, in, in a good healthy spot. You know, wasn't Gronk? You know, won the Super Bowl with those catches. Like anybody, any tight end would have caught those those balls for touchdowns, right? So Gronk just had to been been the recipient of it. So it just shows you the difference. Jameis Winston was the number one overall pick, right? So it doesn't matter what you do. You 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 have to you have to compliment. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and just not make 
you know, sixth round, fifth round, fourth round picks look great because Aaron Rodgers is so great. If you get the if you get the five star talent, Aaron Rodgers doesn't not he doesn't have to make them look great. They're already going to be great on their own. I uh, Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen, and I know I said throwing a completed pass, but isn't Mercedes Lewis a tight end? So still yeah. wide receivers drafted no. in the first round. None. He's, 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 he's had none in his time there, and I think this younger generation of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. They're seeing what transpired with Aaron and Green Bay, and they're saying, you know what? I don't want that to be my destiny, my fate. Let me go and have my voice heard, and they see what's happening with the NBA and players being outspoken about player movement. So you have a laundry list of quarterbacks who I think could be on the move this year uh, as a result of this sort of changing of the culture around the mobility in the league. I agree. And when you've won a championship like Russell Wilson has, you know, it, it – it just it's it was such a foreign thing to hear him on the Dan Patrick show speak in those he's he's been so politically correct throughout his career. He's kind of got a you know, he works with Trevor Moad, who I've worked with a lot in terms of my brain chemistry, and there's a neutral thinking to all of this, right? He's never been too high, too low. It's been a neutral thought. Some people have been ticked off of it when they lose. Some people when they win are like, Wow, he just you know, he's gonna he's you know, straight and steady. But it was a little interesting to hear him talk about the offensive line play and things like that and developing uh, the wide receiver position uh, and being more innovative on the offense. Now, hey, they, they, went and got a, they went and got a new offensive coordinator, right? That was a big part of it. Schottenheimer had, um, you know, I really think limited him the back end of the season. But Pete Carroll is a guy that believes in playing really good defense, physical defense, running the football, and having a quarterback that doesn't turn it over. And we just kind of watched – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seemingly do that with defense, running the football, quarterback doesn't turn it over. So Rinse, wash, repeat. If that's the formula in today's modern NFL, you know, does your quarterback plug into that, or are they going to win it with gunslinging and improvis- improvisation? And you got to be truly transcendent to do that. Now, if you're Russell Wilson, I'm going to go through some quarterbacks here, uh, Ryan, with you. And if you're, if you're that guy, put on his helmet, his pads, walk in his shoes, Do you want to move? Uh, And I'll start with Russell Wilson. If you're Russell Wilson, is getting out of Seattle a real priority for you? It it shouldn't be, no. Now, it depends on where the landing spot is. Now, if you put this in the the hands of the Seattle Seahawks, there's going to be some resentment to this. So they're not going to go out of their way to put you in a a contender. They know how damn good you are. So you may end up in freaking, you know, Cleveland or something like that. Or or you may end up someplace where you're just you're not gonna it's it's gonna take a miracle for you to win a championship. Sounds you great to, to move the family to New York and for Russell Wilson to play for the Jets. That sounds exciting. However, we all know what can happen with the Jets organization. Well, so there's you systemic know. problems there. There right. always have been. And uh, all right, so and Carson Wentz, you try and figure it out in Philadelphia, or do you try to move on? Well, I think uh, it may be an untenable situation there. The way things broke down, and I think that he's, he's never really gotten over being the star that that team that won the Super Bowl, but wasn't the quarterback that won the Super Bowl. And the trophy or or the statue isn't of him out front of the stadium, right? And then to have it play out like this in terms of loyalty, where you felt like you were the franchise, you got the extension, you were the guy, ownership loved you, coaches kind of kind of left you behind, and now. Um, you wonder where that's going to go. I, I, I continue to hear trade rumors like everybody else does in this, in this climate, but it would not surprise me if Carson Wentz is still in Philadelphia 
though I don't think it's going to work out. That's, that's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me if he stayed there, but I don't think it's going to be where he's successful there. Mm-hmm. For him to be successful now would be for him to move on, but what we've seen and what I know is first-round draft picks, in particular in the top five or ten, when you move on to a second stop, there's, there, rarely are there success. Like success where you anticipated it to be in terms of a, you know, a top, top draft pick in the first round. Well, unlike Deshaun Watson's situation or Jared Goff, or you know some of these other guys, you know who are asking for first round picks to trade them, or, or you know, or part of first round pick. Carson Wentz has not played well as of late. It's what have you done for me lately? And it hasn't been pretty. Guys like Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, and even Jared Goff, like they've had success in the last few years that Carson Wentz hasn't been able to sustain. Time for a change of scenery for Matt Ryan. You think? No, his cap number is way too high. Um, he's going to fit in really, really well with Arthur Smith's. Uh, offensive system. Think of Ryan Tannehill on, uh, on like performance, performance enhancing drugs type of mentality, right? That that's that's what you're going to get from Matt Ryan. I told those... you, I've been reading all these Balco books recently, yes. Ryan. Uh, working on a project. I don't, I don't need to hear that about these guys. Right? Now. I, I really think it's gonna. I think you're going to get a heck of a season in Out of Matt Ryan with Matt Ryan, and it it still doesn't stop them from drafting a quarterback in that spot early in the first round. It doesn't. They could get a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields and let them learn and sit and kind of, you know, in the, in the vein of, the of Patrick thing. Mahomes yeah. under Alex Smith. And, and they still could be really successful uh, as a team. Now, they have to get improved defensively. Don't get me wrong. But Arthur Smith's offense is about play action, running the football. If Todd Gurley can, can be more explosive, I know that's a stretch, but if they can maybe do it by committee, um, I think it, you know, it, it'll be interesting because Arthur Smith had Derrick Henry. Uh, for the last couple of years. Yeah, so that changes things. Just changes how he's going to have to uh, You mentioned you know, a clipboard situation. Is that something when you look back on your own career that you might think would have benefited you if you had said, okay, coming out, I'm going to not play for a year, and that's the understanding going into it? Of course. Um, but you do, like, I'm 22 years old. I'm the second pick in the NFL draft. I'm being you know, told I'm the savior of San Diego. We're going to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, Junior Sales calling me baby boy. You know, it's... I, I was not not going to start, right? If I would have been told that we're going to hold, hold you back, I probably would have been such a problem for them that they would have at least seen the defects in character much sooner than when it did play out later on when I began to fail, right? One of the, my mom told me this story about my Little League baseball coach growing up. I, just got, I made the all-star team as an 11-year-old, and the coach had told my mom the hardest thing we had to do with Ryan was to convince him that he wasn't going to be the starting shortstop on the all-star team. Of course he was going to, but we, he just, like, there was this, this entitlement to me that existed, and there's an entitlement uh, to quarterbacks that are drafted in the first round when they go to a team. They're like, like they would see that as a failure. I, I am so impressed, so impressed with Patrick Mahomes and the humility that it showed to sit behind Alex Smith and learn, because guess what? Andy Reid knew what he had. He had a tiger by the tail, and he had to be limited in what he did offensively. He knew he could let it just go but it was for the best uh, of both worlds it was the best thing for for the the organization and it was the best thing for Patrick Mahomes that's why that's so impressive to see play out in the way that it does because that you never see that happen well, you never see it happen because that was uh, um, honestly a, a lot of different things coming together you have organizational stability you have a head coach who's not worried about getting fired you had a team that was winning double digits every year before they got him it wasn't like they're three and 13 and he's like you said expected to be the savior out of the You game. don't have this feeling about Jordan Love, do you, in Green Bay? I don't have that feeling. Like, I don't. Like, it's a similar situation, and don't forget, 
you know, it's closer Aaron, to me to the Jimmy G situation in New England with Tom, where Tom wasn't quite ready yet. Just like Aaron's not quite ready yet. The guy just won the MVP. So this idea that okay, Jordan Love's coming next year, the year after. No, I feel like Jordan Love will never play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers because by the time he wants to, Aaron's still going to be there unless he well, gets out the, of there. That's the question, right? Because because Aaron Rodgers was drafted three years before he became a starter. He sat for three years under Brett Favre, and this is in in. in Aaron Rodgers' contract's up in two years. So, I mean, they did something eerily similar to what they did in the, in the Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre scenario, but that means that, Brett, or that, means that Aaron is going to have to be extended or given a new contract to, to not allow Jordan Love to get that opportunity. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We're, we're looking at it through a – we're not looking at it uh, from 30,000 feet right now. We're looking at it through a, a pretty tight microscope, and what, we, and what we see from Aaron Rodgers this year was he was as good as any – he was better than everybody at the quarterback position or better than any player – all year long. Last one here, Derek Carr from Art, our engineers, beloved Raiders. Derek Carr, you want to move him? <sighs> Fans want to move him. That's the thing. Fans want to move him. I think John Gruden, you know, has seen the development in the system. And well, there were times last year that he looked about as good as anybody, right? He's got some weapons. I don't move him. If I'm if I'm a general manager and I'm the coach, I'm not moving him unless I can get. Uh, for sure, like if I can get Deshaun Watson and not wreck my team's chemistry, that's that's how I would do it. Otherwise, Carr's going to stay in, in Las Vegas. Art, our engineer, just had a smile ear to ear when you mentioned Deshaun Watson possibly going to <laughs> Las Vegas to play for his beloved Raiders. Coming up next, it's award season here in Hollywood. So each day on the show, I want to talk about one of the big categories. We'll do a little best supporting actor next. Plus, Ryan Leaf and I are going to get into some of the big stories around another night in the NBA. we got some more NBA basketball tonight. It's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich Eisen on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf hanging out for Rich here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan will be back tomorrow. Andrew Brandt calling in tomorrow. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Got a big show again tomorrow. It's going to be a big week here uh, filling in for Rich. So we appreciate you guys being a part of it. Just saw this uh, come across the wire. 
this just handed to me, as they often used to say in the old news business, um, that Adrian Wojnarowski is tweeting that ESPN story on Blake Griffin and the Pistons agreeing that he will be out of the lineup until the franchise and his reps can work through a resolution on his playing future. So Blake Griffin on the move, it sounds like, out of Detroit. Same thing is being said about Andre Drummond. He's being held out of the lineup uh, I, for the Cavs. They're playing the Warriors tonight in the finals rematch. That has no juice behind it. But Andre Drummond going to be held out of the lineup as, you know, are those guys, Ryan, you think that if they end up in the right situation, could be the difference maker in taking a team over the top? Definitely. Like if a team is, you know, we just talked about on the football side of things about being, you know, a quarterback away, a player away. In the NBA, you're at this point, you're not you're not getting your star player. What you're getting is complementary pieces, right? Ones that actually make the difference in the playoffs when, when you need a guy uh, to hit a big three from the corner. I mean, that that's that's the difference maker in in these these types of movements. You know, Ray Allen's uh, movement to to Miami, right, is, is the reason they beat. The, the Spurs. No matter how good that Miami Heat team was, LeBron and, and Wade and 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 Chris, you know it. It was about those complimentary players, guys that uh, Richard Jefferson was a huge situation like that. You know, time in Cleveland, J.R. J.R. Smith, other guys on that Cleveland Cavaliers team that ultimately was the difference maker in 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 the game making big shots. I mean, look at the Michael Jordan days; those big shots that were made by Steve Paxton and and our. Uh, you combine uh, them. You J- turn them into one person. Kerr. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, that's... Yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's the beauty of the game, and you know this uh, as a football player as well. It's the ultimate team sport. So much of the mainstream narrative is always going to be on the stars or the quarterbacks yep. or LeBron versus Steph or whatever the narrative is. Yeah, you're to, telling me that Blake Griffin getting to uh, a team that is is missing some physicality and some, some inside presence, yeah, that makes a huge difference. Uh, Andre Drummond defensively and, and, and guarding the rim, I mean, if if you're a team that's right at the top and, like, you know what you're going to have to do if Anthony Davis is ready to go in the NBA Finals, right? You need somebody who's got some, some size that can – that can make that problematic for you when things get tough late in the game. It's always the the supporting players who define you know the, the NBA in, in ways that are sort of unsung or uncelebrated. Um, historically, like you mentioned, some of those great bull shots or moments, but it's always been sort of the role players. And, I, and I, I use that as a transition to another topic that I'm passionate about, and that's the world of film. And that some of our favorite movies are filled out, rounded out with wonderful supporting performances. Heath Ledger was on screen for just 33 minutes in the dark night, but that supporting performance makes that movie truly iconic. Uh, Dude, you, you know, I you can't of, believe you went there. With why? That, that, because it's my favorite movie of all time. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why, of course you believe I went there. It's that 33 movie. minutes, that's it? That's I didn't, it? I have never done that math. No. Because I told my brother one time when, my brother's an actor, and, uh, and, I'm, and he, he said something to me. He said, hey, go see The Dark Knight again in the theater, but I don't want you to watch anything else. I just want you to watch Heath Ledger. So, and I felt like I watched the entire movie with Heath Ledger, but it was 33 minutes of a two-hour and, what, 33-minute movie. That's so. what's incredible is that you yeah. feel his presence on screen even when he's not. The same is true as of uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. He's only on screen for that one and I think in 18 minutes. Maybe. I know. It's really, it's really small part, yeah. And, and that supporting role, though, is, is what makes that movie. Um, when I, when I look at this year's supporting actor uh, race, you, you see Sasha Baron Cohen, who's 
wow, having a, such a moment, huh, with Borat and the Chicago 7. He'll probably be nominated. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. Chadwick Boseman, uh, um, who, who we lost far too soon this year, is, is in the conversation for the five buds. But the performance for me, I don't know, Ryan, if you had a chance to see it yet, but Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. He plays Fred Hampton, Chicago Revolutionary. Oh, my God. Talk about feeling someone's presence on screen, even when they're not. It's a star-turning performance, and I think uh, the favorite to win supporting actor this year. He, he's been a he's been a star since he first came on the scene, right? Uh, Get Out was sort of the big first. Get thing. Out was just just to yeah, just, it was it was a movie that you wouldn't necessarily think, but you can feel that. Uh, I tell you this: I am a huge movie buff, as I'm hearing and seeing you are as well. I've been absolutely distraught living in Los Angeles and having the movie theaters closed since since March. Um, I would probably see. I, I was an AMC premiere member or whatever. What means I got I got three free movies a week. If you play if you pay a membership for the month, you get three movies a week. So I could actually go see twelve movies in a month. And guess what? I would do it. I would. And I I don't know what to do. I I have got incredibly fit during the pandemic because I'm not sitting and eating popcorn and shoveling in uh, Starburst minis during a during a you know a six hour movie sesh on on a weekday. Uh, but I am, I've missed, and I have not watched a lot of movies. I, have, I will not sit, I, for whatever reason, I have not been able to sit down and watch them on my TV. I feel too anxious. I feel like I have to go in about, when it's you go to a movie easy theater. easy to get distracted. It's tough. It's great. I did that, watch The Little Things yeah. the other night. I yeah. watched The Little Things. Yeah, and let's um, talk about another performance. You know, Jared Leto's in the conversation as well, yep. where you feel his presence even when he's not on screen and the way that character is introduced rather patiently throughout the film. Although the third act gets a little too close to seven for my liking. So I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of how the whole thing came together. But um, I wasn't either. I wasn't how it came together. And you're right. It felt too – and it felt like Jared Leto's like performance was kind of like um, – yeah, the third act, I, I agree with you there. So I, I was disappointed in that, loved the actors that played in. But I have had a real hard time sitting in my room or in my living room watching a major motion picture right now. No, it's, it's, it's definitely been a strange year for movies. And as we get to the award season here in, in Hollywood, it's such, a, it's such a part of the lifeblood of the industry. I say this all the time. How else do you get a film about Korean classism in 3,000 screens like you did in Parasite last year or you have it be part of the national conversation without the awards circuit and machine? It's intended to bring attention to this, these more artistic films and, and thought-provoking movies. And that performance from, from Daniel Kaluuya this year in Judas and the Black Messiah, the supporting actor performance that I'm just the most in awe of. So we're going to talk about all the Oscar categories uh, every day on this show leading up uh, through Friday. And it's great to know that you're such a movie guy. I just love the idea of you sitting there at like the, the AMC on a Tuesday afternoon in the before times, as we call them now, pre-pandemic with just like a bucket of popcorn and you're ready to go watch Liam Neeson and you're just like all in. And I'm, and you can, you can, you can entertain me with hand puppets. So it, it, I'm, I'm not a person that goes out and is critical of film. I, I, I'm not. I'm like, if I, if I can be, if I can just zone out and kind of get outside myself for three hours, um, I'll do it. I, I have, I have, I have no problem with it. I'm not going to well, walk away from You say you can easily be entertained by hand puppets. Is that why before this segment you were like, it's been a fun show. I'm having a good time. <laughs> That's because well, I'm just, here trying to entertain you. And I'm the I usually of test, a hand I usually test how well a show goes on how quickly it feels like it, like three hours went like this. Good. So that's a, that's a, that's a compliment. If I, if I would have said, Hey, this show is dragging on forever, Ben, 
Don't you think? Ugh, what are we going to talk about next? Ugh. But I want to talk about some of these games quickly before we do wrap up because tonight NBA action is just must-see TV. I mean, you got the Sixers and Jazz, the team-in-law versus one of the best teams in the East. That could be a possible NBA Finals preview. Miami starting to get get it together. They're going up against your Clippers. That's a good one. Plus, you got John Wall coming back to D.C. for the first time. No fans, obviously. But still, there will be a lot of emotion there for John Wall, who's got so much of his heart still in the city. He says he watches the Wizards games all the time because he loves watching Bradley Beal play. So Houston's and, 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 uh, and Washington tonight as well. Um, you know, the NBA does a wonderful job of making you care about these regular season games, which I, I, hate, to, I hate to tell you the dirty secret. They don't really matter that much. But Jazz Sixers tonight, like I'm in. I'm Ryan Lee from the AMC with my bucket of popcorn. <laughs> I am I am all in with the Jazz team that is figuring it out, and it reminds me of those Jerry Sloan teams back in the '90s when they had Carl Malone, the mailman, carrying that that mail with John Stockton and Hornacek and that crew. Yeah, I mean, but this team might be better. They got no Greg Oster tags on this team. This team and they is don't have. And guess what? And there isn't a there isn't a Bulls team that. Right. It's in their way to stop. Right. No, a, so we'll get more into the NBA great. tomorrow. Thank you, Ryan, for hanging out, of course. Uh, and we will be back tomorrow all right, here on the Rich Eisen Show. This is Ben Lyons. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.